Hello, everybody. This is Jeff Ortiz, the Love Big Love White guy, and welcome to the Love Big Love White podcast. In today's podcast, we're going to take a look at the film The Pursuit of Happiness, starring Will Smith, who plays Chris Gardner, uh, a character in which it's based on a true story. And in this, this character, Chris Gardner, is looking to provide for his family. And I felt like this movie paralleled some of the circumstances that we may be going through in today's environment with COVID-19 and pandemic and uh, um, quarantine situation we got going on and the financial situation we got going on. Uh, I hope this podcast um, encourages and inspires you to take a deeper look at who you are and, and how are you growing during this time? Or if you're regressing, how, how do we get you out of that? So I hope that this, this podcast addresses some of those things for you and inspires you and encourages you to step into your gifts and your strengths. So that way, when this is over, you come out of it stronger and hungry to engage with your family, to work in your career that you have chosen. And if it's not a career you have chosen, maybe you get into the career that you want. It, I just I just hope and pray that this will inspire, encourage you to to look at some things within yourself a little bit deeper. With that said, you can follow me on uh, social media, uh, Instagram, Jeff underscore Ortiz underscore LBLW for Love Big, Love Wide. You can also um, watch this podcast on YouTube. Uh, Jeff Ortiz, look up Jeff Ortiz and you will find this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Love you guys. All right. Well, we are in this stay in, stay home quarantine situation with COVID-19. I've been watching films uh, on DVD, going old school, <laughs> and uh, looking through the DVDs that we have in our house. Um, I, I'm a sucker for the underdog. I'm going to be honest. I'm a, I'm a sucker for anybody who's uh, facing any sort of adversity, any sh sort of shortcoming, and they succeed in reaching their goal. And fortunately, that's a lot of movies. But uh, some of the ones that really hit home for me that um, I like our family ones and sports related. Um, those are just personal preferences to me. And if you know me, you probably know why. Uh, but they, they do. They, they just speak strongly to me. And one of the movies that I found was Pursuit of Happiness. And this is the one with Will Smith uh, in the film. And he plays Chris Gardner, who is an an individual that um, is just trying to provide for his family. Uh, he's a, a veteran of the Navy and uh, we, we've, you know, we join him in the film at the beginning. Um, let me read a little ex excerpt from the, from the description of the movie. And, and it says in the pursuit of happiness, Chris Gardner is a family man struggling to make ends meet despite his valiant attempts to help keep the family afloat. The mother of his five-year-old son, Christopher, is buckling under the constant strain of financial pressure. 
No longer able to cope, she reluctantly decides to leave. So the mother of his son leaves, and here he is in a financial hardship, but also not wanting to give up the, uh, the parenting rights of his son. You see, he had a purpose throughout this whole film. He had a purpose. And his purpose was to be the best father to his son possible. He wanted to maintain that relationship. You see, because he he didn't have a relationship with his father. He actually didn't meet his father until he was 28. And he wanted to break the cycle of abuse, abandonment, addiction, fear, and poverty. And he he knew that he wanted to be the father, the best father that he possibly could. And that, that speaks a lot to me because when I went through a divorce, the one thing that I strongly pursued was a relationship with my boys and being the father that they can count on, that they can love, that they they can look up to. And that situation propelled me to make some life changes uh, that would change who I was and allow me to be the the father that I really always wanted to be. And love big, love wide. Love big for your purpose. Love wide to accept and connect with those around you. Love big in your purpose. Love you, love your purpose, and love everything about it. Chris loved his son. He loved him so much that he, he wouldn't let his mother take him. She moved um, to another state. And he knew that he wanted to be there no matter what. Love big for your purpose. Love wide to accept and connect the things about you and others. Love big, love wide is biblical. When you think about Jesus, what Jesus did when he came, he had a purpose. He had a purpose to die for my sin, right? He accepted my sin. So that way, if I believed in him and believed I was forgiven through his blood, that we can be connected for eternity. But it's relational. Everything Jesus did was relational. He put people before himself. Chris put his son before himself at times. There were points in the movie where he would have to leave uh, his internship. He he became a stockbroker. He did an internship as a a stockbroker unpaid in hopes of gaining a paid position at Dean Witter. And he was in competition with, you know, 20 something other individuals and what they did in eight, nine, ten hours, he said he had to do in like five or six hours because he had to get to, to Chris and he had to get to the uh, homeless shelters to be able to have a place to sleep at night. And I'll get to that point, but he he had a purpose. He, he put his son first. He accepted his circumstances, his situation. The, the business, the investment that he had initially chosen 
it, it didn't work out. He had to accept that loss. But he remained connected to his son in that. Some of the pain points of this film is, you know, the conflict with in his relationship with his son's mother, the finances, the not knowing whether he was going to be able to sell anything or not sell anything, the broken dream of not being able to sell the bone density scanners and the, the, the constant rejection that he faced from doctor after doctor and the panic and the desperation of where were they going to live? Where are they going to stay for that night? I mean, one of the scenes uh, had him and his son sleeping in a bathroom. Now he reframed that for his son and, you know, they, they, they uh, imagined that they were in a, in the wilderness, in the subway station, and there was dinosaurs all around. And so he said, you know, Chris said to his son, how, you know, let's, let's get, let's find somewhere, some safe place, some safe place that we can, we can hide out for the night. So the dinosaurs don't get us. And then, you know, he sees the restroom. He's like, oh, look, we can hide in that cave. And the next scene is that there they are sleeping in the quote unquote cave, which is a restroom, public restroom. And, Little Chris is sleeping, but Big Chris is crying because of the circumstances that they're in. You see, we're in a difficult position right now. We're in a difficult position. I, I, I could see a lot of people relating to Chris right now because we're not able to work. We're being restricted. We can't provide for our families because we got to protect ourselves from this virus. And so we can't even go, we can't go outside. Well, we can go outside, but we can't have, you know, we have to have six feet of distance between us. We have to wear a mask. Our life's changed. We didn't ask for this to happen. Nobody asked for this to happen. Nobody knew it was coming. But we're here in this situation, just a lot like Chris. There's a lot of parallels of this movie to where we're at today. He thought he was going to be able to sell, sell these scanners and make money and provide for his family. It wasn't like he set out to be rich. That's not even what the film was about. He just wanted to provide for his family. I just want to provide for my family. I know many others that just want to provide for their family, but we, we're restricted. We have to get creative in how we do that now. For some of us, we can't. I mean, there's, it's just not an option. So then what? How are we going to pay for the house? How are we going to pay for food? How are we going to... There's a lot more... At times, there's a lot more questions than answers. But I get back to what, what, what's your purpose? See, my purpose is still the same, to love people, to put others first, to inspire and encourage. Now, I, ca I cannot inspire and encourage if I'm freaking out about the circumstances surrounding me. I cannot do that. I don't know what you're doing to maintain uh, strength during this time, but if you're freaking out, Maybe stop watching so much of the news. 
maybe stop focusing on your circumstances and focus on what you can control because our circumstance we, I can't control the fact that you know I can't go I I'm I'm not I can't go to work I have to do it differently than what I did before I can't control the fact that you know hours are being reduced within different families and you know everybody's facing something different some people are just getting laid off period I can't change that circumstance they can't change that circumstance but here's the thing that this will be over eventually. How are you going to come out of it? Right? I, I get circumstances. I get difficult pain points. I get the desperation of coming out of this. But in every circumstance, this is why I love about movies that have adversity. Because adversity is a, a, a place in time, a situation in time. But there's, there's always an individual in it, right? And so I'm an individual going through this. You're an individual going through this. Chris was an individual going through his circumstances. Some of the strengths that I pulled out in watching this film, he, he was numb to rejection. I don't know about you. I don't like rejection. Uh, I hate rejection. But I've... Learn to try to numb myself to rejection. Like when I see, when I saw him getting re rejected over and over again, he went back to his purpose, his son. And that's one of the most important things you can do. Is go back to what your purpose is, to provide for his son. He was opportunistic in every situation. You know, being a stockbroker, he was, you know, reaching out to different individuals. And I, in one, one of the stories uh, in which he reached out to the quote unquote big fish and <laughs> that individual told him, he's like, hey, look, I didn't, you know, I didn't know you're new. We're not going to go with you. But he had a bunch of friends with him. And what Chris did was instead of catching the big fish, he caught the school of fish. He caught the big fish's friends. And he made connections with them, relationships with them, and they became customers. <laughs> he wasn't focused on not getting the big fish. No, if he's so focused on that, he would have never saw the school that was that was going with the big fish. So he was opportunistic. He used this, he's he used the opportunity to catch the school of fish the big fish was with. Like I said earlier, he was efficient with his time because he had a commitment to picking up his son from daycare and making sure that he was in the in line at the shelter to, to have a place to sleep and eat that night. One of the things I admired about the character Chris in this film is he never blamed anybody for his circumstances. He didn't blame his upbringing. He didn't blame his son's mom. Nowhere in this film did he blame anybody. He was flexible. He was efficient. He was relentless. He was passionate and he loved. 
even though he had no place to go to live. He didn't have a place to live. And he was still flexible. He was still efficient. He was still relentless and passionate in what he did and he loved. I mean, we're, that's where we're at. We don't know what tomorrow brings. He didn't know what tomorrow brings. But he knew he had to. He had a certain amount of time to do what he needed to do. So my encouragement to you is this. We are here in this point in time. We're all going through it together. But see, when this thing ends, I don't know how you're going to come out of it. Are you going to come out of it stronger? Or are you going to come out of it weaker? Because see, when the economy gets ramped up again, which it will, it's going to happen. We're not going to be in this position forever. 9-11 happened. We weren't in that position forever. It may be slow in coming back, but it's going to come back. Have faith it'll come back. But what type of individual will you be for either you return to the same employer or you find another employer or maybe you start a business because of this? Or maybe you start a different business because of this. I don't know. But see, there's things that you can do during this time that will help you. You got to make the choice. You got to make the choice. And this goes back to the last podcast I, I did. You can make the choice to look at your circumstances and and maintain that victim state mentality of my circumstances are getting the best of me and I'm not good enough and I'm not going to make it. And I'm going to need all the help I can get because I, you know, this and this and this. You can. You could totally do that. Or you could take on the victory state mentality which creates a system and a mindset that helps overcome what you're experiencing today. See, there are people that are getting laid off and there are people that are, are not working and there's it's, it's difficult and there are challenges and we're being restricted. But that doesn't have to change who you are. You see, when I went through the divorce... I knew I needed something different because the pain of where I was was greater than the pain it would take to change. I was tired of being this facade of an individual that looked for other people to accept me and, and, you know, validate me. I was, all I did was look, seek and look for external validation. Chris Gardner didn't look for external validation. He was trying to get a job and, and a career that would help support people. Support the people that he loved, his family. He he invested in a machine so that he could support his family. So there, there's different investments that you're going to have to make at this point in time going through these circumstances, they're going to help you on the end of this thing. You see, because it's going to come to an end. I'm telling you, 
whether it's, you know, I don't know, one month, two months, weeks, days, I don't know. But what you can do is focus on today and figure out, okay, what, what game plan do I need to set up to make myself strong, positive-minded, loving, and hungry to get back at it? If anything, this is this this thing is making me hungrier to to inspire and encourage you. And I get to do that, you know, from my home on audio, on video, and get you thinking about some of these things that you're experiencing. See how creating that awareness of why you think the way you do. See, there's a quote in this in this film. Chris talks about when he spent time with his son reflecting in his disappointment at, at, the, at the beach. It, he remembered when he was young and would get an A on a test or whatever. He would get this good feeling and think about all the things he could be. And then in that moment on the beach, he recognized he never became any of them. How many of you individuals out there can relate to that? Can relate to a high point earlier in your life. And then here you are 15, 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. And that dream or that desire, that passion, you never you never went for it. For one reason or the other. I believe this is a pivotal point in our lives. To do some amazing things. One of them come together. See, a lot of I see a lot of things on social media that's just trying to pull us apart. Trying to highlight differences, highlight, try to highlight, you know, how, how one group of people is better than the other. But we're all in this together, guys. There's not one person that's gonna, you know, make the right decision and do the right thing. It's gonna it's gonna take a cohesive group of people to do that. But when we're comparing and and you know we're we're looking at the shortcomings of ourselves and others, that's that's never gonna happen. That's just gonna create conflict and turmoil within us, and we're gonna get angry and we're gonna be upset. And you know, here's one of the things that we need to do is do internal reflection. You know, the things that upset us about other people. Chances are there's there's things inside of us that we need to wrestle with and reconcile with. I don't know. I don't know if that's something that you, you need to do or not. Maybe get back to dreaming. I see a lot of people, a lot of individuals that are just doing simple stuff right now to pass the time, doing puzzles. They're writing. They're coloring. I see a lot of art chalk. It's like they're getting back to the younger self, being a, being simple-minded, not worrying about the bills, not worrying about the circumstances that surround us. And don't get me wrong; I'm not saying that the circumstances are are not difficult. They are. But how you look at these things, your perspective 
plays a key role in it. And get back to that victim state or that victory state. See, the, the victim state, gonna, you're going to fight. You're going you're gonna to avoid altogether. You become paralyzed in, in all this situation. If you're so focused on the difficult circumstances that are happening to me, why are they doing this? Why are they, why me? Why me? But if we take responsibility for our part and we look at how can we contribute to creating a better opportunity for our family, a better opportunity for our community, for our state, for our our country, we're going to make a positive impact. And for if you have kids, man, the example that you're going to set for them is going to be amazing. And that's what Chris did in this film. And his life, I mean, this is a is written on a, based on a true story on his book. He did it. His purpose was always to provide for his family. And not even that, it's, he loved his son how he loved him. He didn't talk down to him. He didn't put him down. He, did, he wasn't upset with him. He was patient with him. He enjoyed him. And during this difficult time, we may forget that enjoyment part because we're looking for happiness. We're looking for joy. Where is it? It's not here because I'm going through this, this, and this. But if you have joy in your heart, it's already there. It's not based on circumstances. Happiness is temporary. Joy, not joy, that's everlasting. You have joy, you got something great. Because that's a choice. But if the pain's not great enough, you're not going to change. If the pain doesn't, if it doesn't hurt enough that you're you're unemployed and you know you can't pay your bills, if that doesn't hurt, then you're not going to change. You're going to stay the same. You can wait for help people to help rescue you and take care of you, and you know you you know everybody else is a problem. You're not, and you know better than anybody else and you got all the right answers and you're following all the right people and you know, but they failed you. That's victim state mentality. The victory state mentality is going to be like, I made a mistake. I own it. I'm going to try to do better. I'm going to try to grow myself in a way that allows me to impact the world in a positive way. It's going to create an opportunity To reach the world. It's going to connect with the world. It's going to connect it. <laughs> Victory state mentality is looking for a way to bring people together, to inspire, to encourage, to love people. And show them that, hey, look, you have these gifts and strengths. You have these talents that uh, I'm not sure that you see. And they put people around them that, is go- that are going to support and encourage them. But still, even that's limited because you got to have that belief inside you. You see, what I think Chris struggled with was a belief about himself. When he talks, you know, when he talked about, you know, getting the te- the A on the test when he was younger and thinking about all these things he could be, but then he never became any of them. 
maybe because there was a there was something wrong in this belief system. Maybe there's something wrong in your belief system right now. Maybe you're choosing to believe that you know the abuse that you had that you experienced uh, in your younger life. That's all you are. Whether it's a phys- physical abuse or sexual abuse, maybe the poverty in which you lived in it. Maybe that's that's all you're ever going to know, and you're never going to be good enough because your mom or dad told you so, or your teacher told you. Oh man, I've had that experience. It's tough. It's tough. And so we have to rewrite our narrative. Because you're living in that belief system. It's a narrative in which you live. How do you do that? It's simple. You take away and replace. Instead of believing I wasn't a good enough dad. I look for ways to become a better dad. And I started living those out. I look for ways to be creative with my boys. I remember one time um, after the divorce, I was living in an apartment. And I didn't even think about getting a Christmas tree because the apartment wasn't very big. It's just a one-bedroom apartment. And I was like, you know what, boys? Let's, let's make a Christmas tree out of construction paper. We had such a good time doing that. We put it on the wall, put little decorations on it out of construction paper and stickers that we made. I'll never forget that. I should probably ask them if they remember that. (laughs) I hope so. I don't know if they do. But allow me to be creative. Because I wasn't looking at my circumstances. I wasn't looking at, you know, the disappointment of going through a divorce. I own my part. I own my part in the sense that I knew what I did as a as a husband and a father that didn't, you know, didn't allow my ex-wife to feel loved the way that I could have loved her. I saw my shortcomings and I started working on them. And my purpose was to be everything I possibly could be for my boys. And I've added to my purpose. I just want to love people. I want to inspire and encourage them. I want to love my 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 wife now that I'm remarried as best as possible. She's got the best version of me that's ever been around. And I want her to continue to get that individual every single day. That I was better than yesterday. But still focus on today and doing the things that I need to do. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm a knucklehead. <laughs> I mean, I, I leave my stuff everywhere. I'm a, I'm a, uh, man, I'm sorry, honey. I leave my stuff everywhere. My shoes, my hats. And then I see them and then I pick them up. And I'm like, man, I can't, you know, ADD plays a little, a little role in that. But I do, I, you know, I'm a, I'm not the easiest person to, to live with. I'm fun to be around. I'm encouraging to be around, but goodness gracious, I, I recognize my shortcomings and I'm constantly, you know, working on that stuff. But I'm aware. You see, I want to be awesome. I wanted to be an awesome dad. What does awesome look like? We have to live in our awe. 
see the first part os the awesome we have to live in our ah a w e the the first the a we have to have an awareness of why we do what we do awareness of why we do what we do if it's based on your past if there's shortcomings that you had if there's difficulties that that you know a belief system that is hindering you for being everything that you've ever wanted to be it's developing that awareness because in that awareness there we things start getting clearer and we start to see things differently and then it's easier to to re, um, take away and replace uh the difficulties about ourselves the shortcomings that we have but we have to have the awareness of why we do what we do not to to uh, blame, right? Because that's the victim state mentality. Now we've been victimized. I don't want to take that away from you. If you've been victimized, okay, that that's one part. But the healing process that's for you. And so we create an awareness of why we do what we do and who who we are in that. How do we want people to see us, and how do we want to engage the world? Because if we're in a victory state mentality, we're looking to be connected. We're looking to create life. We're looking to engage life. We're looking to make life bigger, better, and stronger than it's ever been. What does that look like? The W, worth. Right? And we get back to your purpose. What's what's it worth? Well, it was worth it for me to put my boys first and develop a relationship with them, stronger relationship with them, become the best version of myself, strengthen myself. Take care of the, the baggage that I was I was hanging on to and the shortcomings and all the things that people said I couldn't do and all the things that people told me I wasn't good enough. Let that stuff go. Because those people don't care anymore. The people that said it, they don't they don't even remember saying it half the time, more than half the time. They don't care. So they don't care. Why am I caring? Right? And there's going to be more people that are going to say stuff. Trust me. That, that That's not going to stop. But it was worth it to me. So that way I can live my purpose and be the per- person that I want to be. For my boys and for my now wife and my two beautiful stepdaughters. I love them. They'll tell you. Oh, yeah, he lo- he loves me. That's my choice to love them. And <laughs> I'm a, everybody I come in contact with, if you know me, you, you know I love you and I care about you. Whether you love me back or not, that hey, I, I can't, I have no control of that. But I'm going to love you. Because I spent so much of my life uh, on the other side, not trusting. And when you don't trust anybody, when you have that victim state mentality, you know, you're going to be defensive. You're going to be avoidant. And I was those things. I ain't trust people. I, I trust you to a certain extent, but that's it. You got this distance and that's it. That's all you get from me. Once I started, when I started looking at my worth, the victory state mentality started shooting up out, of, out the sky. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay. If they, if they don't like me, that's fine. I'm, I, I, I understand not everybody's going to like me. Like I get it. Sort of. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible that people don't like me. <laughs> I'm kidding. But it, hey, look, different people vibe with different people. And I get it. I understand. I'm fine with it. Like I, I accept that part, right? So I can still connect with people. So, you know, if they, they don't not fully into me or whatever, that's cool. It's fine. I'm don't hurt my feelings. 
And then the E, to be awesome. We have the, the awareness, the worth. We got to execute daily in your gifts and strengths. See, I believe everybody has gifts and strengths. Everybody has been called to do something for a purpose. And you have talents and gifts and strengths that not everybody has. There's something unique and specific about you that is part of a bigger system, right? It's bigger. So I didn't, I didn't, when I'm going through this change process, it wasn't just all about Jeff. No, it was all, it, it was all about living for uh, my purpose, my sons, my wife, my stepdaughters, um, my family, uh, the community in which I have my friends, my career. It was all about, it's, it was always been bigger than Jeff Ortiz. So we have to get it off ourselves. Mind you, I think it's very important that you love yourself and you love the the good parts and the bad parts about you. But the focus is not on you in the in the to the extent of I need I need I need I need. If that makes sense, the awareness is to to identify places where you have shortcomings and and difficulties, but also the the gifts and the strengths. But what I do and why I do it is because of who I am. And that who I am, I, I do it for a bigger purpose, being a man of faith in God and loving God. And I do it for, for him. And I do it to, to inspire and encourage other people. This isn't about me. I don't put this podcast out so you, everybody knows who Jeff Ortiz is. No, this is so I can stir up something inside you. So that way you become who you were always meant to be. And I don't care if you, maybe one day you're my boss. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. Maybe, you know, you want to be an inspirational speaker and then you blow up and you go, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I think it's great. I do care, actually. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do care because I want you to impact the world in a positive way. We have, oh my goodness, we have so many people impacting this world in a negative way. I don't even need to name names or point in different directions. You can see it for yourself. And I, you know, I was one of those people too. Always looking at life in a negative perspective, looking at what I didn't have, always wanting more. That's not that's not what it's about. It's about relationships. In the graduate program I went to for marriage and family therapy, it talks about it's all about relationships. And it is. It's all about relationships, connecting. Jesus walked with 12 he had a team of individuals in which he was trying to teach the disciples. It was a team of people. He walked in community everywhere he went. He was in community with people. He was teaching the 12 disciples. And they were knuckleheads. I would have been one of those knuckleheads. I would have second-guessed him just like that. I would, I would, probably, I would have been like Peter, the angry one. You know, and then tell, tell Jesus, oh, I'm not going to deny you. Mm-hmm. How'd that work out, Peter? What I'm saying is, it's bigger. And just because we come from a place of the guilt and the shame and the hurt and the pain, just because we've experienced it and we've been victimized, does not mean we need to remain in the victim state. See, our, our country needs to come together. in a way that we've never done before. We're at a pivotal point in our in our nation's 
in our nation that we need to come together now more than ever. Collectively figure out, okay, listen to each other. You know, (laughs) oh man, I work with couples uh, as a therapist and, you know, one person usually has a a perspective and a point of view and the the other one has a perspective and a point of view. And my goodness, when they are not even on reading out the same book, it is a challenge. But what do we do? We get back to, hey, what, what did we used to do well together? Let's talk about that. What used to work? Well, we used to listen to each other. Okay. We used to validate each other. Okay. We agreed to disagree. Okay, good. You got to get back to that place. I don't want to get too far off track here, but I mean, think about Chris's purpose. And I think about my purpose and inspiring and encouraging people and, and staying away from comparison, staying away from criticizing. And acknowledging where we are similar. Acknowledging how we are people who can love. That we can be flexible and efficient. We can have that relentless pursuit of happiness. And joy. And enjoy each other. So I I love this movie because of his relationship with his boys. And I think about the relationship I have with my boys. And going through the divorce and just saying, you know what? I want to be there for my boys. So if you got through a divorce and you, you know, you, you're stuck and, you know, and you have kids, man, focus on them, put them first. You know, being a, a man of faith, put God first, but then the kids and like, it's bigger than you. It's always bigger than you. I mean, you're important in, in that puzzle, an important piece. You get strong, you get healthy, and then you start looking at your purpose and what can you do to impact this world? What can you do to, you know, we hear that leaving your legacy and leaving your mark and those sort of things. Well, where, where are you falling short? You know, coming to, a, you know, to terms of where you're falling short and accepting that. Accepting that as your truth and then making the changes. Change the way you think, change the way you act, change the way you, you know, you um, react, respond more than react. That's how you're going to make progress. That's how you're going to incorporate a radical change. It's a daily process. And it's not overnight. I can tell you that right now. It's not an overnight process. Chris was able to go through you know, step by step, like different days of the week, he he didn't know what was going to happen. He didn't know where he's going to stay. He didn't he he didn't have some of these answers, but he did trust in the fact that you know what I'm going to work. I'm going to take my son to daycare, and one of the most beautiful parts about that that film when um, he was offered a position to stay on at Dean Witter, he left the office. He ran to the daycare to embrace his son. First thing he did. Because his purpose was his son, to take care of his son, to have a relationship with his son. And you see, when when your heart and your purpose are aligned, that's what you're going to go for. See, if you're only focused on external validation, you're only focused on 
material wealth and you're only focused on, you know, being the richest person in the world. Well, okay. But when you get that, what's after that? It never stops. But relational satisfaction, relational health, emotional health, those are all important components of being who you are. You know who you are. You know your purpose. Circumstances are going to happen. Yeah, from time to time, I get a little freaked out about what's going on, but that's just really time to time. Right now, I'm focused on like, okay, how can I apply what I'm doing and what I'm experiencing to help you encourage and inspire you through, you know, audio or video? This is a great opportunity for me to connect with you, to inspire you, encourage you so that you can become what you've always wanted to be. This ain't even about me. It's not. It's about you. I'm here for you. I've come over. I've overcome a lot of insecurities <laughs> to get to this point. I've overcome the insecurity of how I sounded on audio, how I looked on video, and how I speak. I'm like, oh man, do I really speak like that? You know, the same things when you look in the mirror, you're like, oh, what? <laughs> I've had to overcome all those things, but here I am. And I hope that you're inspired and encouraged by this this podcast. More importantly, I hope it starts to plant some seeds and some stir some things inside you. Because I, could, I believe you can live in your awe to be awesome. Have awareness, know your worth, and execute it daily. What? is your purpose? What do you need to love big for your purpose? What things do you need to accept about yourself and others in order to connect with yourself and others? To make your family a better family. To make you a better person. To love bigger. To love stronger. To love harder. What do you need to do? I would love to get your feedback on this. You can follow me at Jeff underscore Ortiz underscore LBLW for Love Big, Love Wide. You can email me at Jeff at RenovariCounseling.com. I would love to get your feedback. And if maybe you want to deep dive deeper into... Um, how to do some of these things in a professional level, you have my information now. Give me a call. Not a call. Contact me. I didn't give you a phone number. (laughs) But I will. 626-261-3299. I'm here for you. I'm here to help you. That, That is my purpose. I am a helper. It's what I do. I love people. I care about people. And I do the best that I can with the gifts and the strengths and the and the knowledge and the schooling that I have to help people. And so until next time, I may have a couple mo- more movies that uh, I'll talk about. But getting back to loving big, loving wide, love big for your purpose, 
Live wide to accept and connect with those around you. God bless you guys. I love you guys, and we'll talk to you soon.